Hi, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, February 24th. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And we're going to be talking about the weekend of February 21st. And boy, we had a race this weekend. It was tense for a while. So it was, I was a little out of it this weekend during it. I was celebrating my wedding anniversary. Of course. So I wasn't as plugged in to the uh, to the to the the way the race was flowing and going up and down throughout the weekend. I had to leave that. Though we did text about it. Oh, I, I was updating you because I knew that uh, that was my duty. Right. As a and my and, boy, and my wife understood. Yeah. That I did have to take some moments out from celebrating our anniversary to see what Call of the Wild was doing. Against Sonic, because that was really what was important. Well, the crazy thing was, so we, I don't think we had any thought that Call of the Wild would get even close to number one. I think I didn't even put in my top five projections for this weekend. I Uh, thought it was going to do single digits. You had it at number five. I had it at number four. Okay. No, I had it at number three, actually. I had it at number three. You had Bad Boys at three, although Bad Boys stayed in the top five. So our our top fives are a mess, okay. although we did end up getting the correct number one, which was Sonic the Hedgehog, which pulled ahead on uh, Sunday okay. and pulled ahead on Saturday because Saturday they, it did a lot better than on Friday. So kids were coming out on Saturday to see right. Sonic. So this was this weekend was basically old people versus kids. Well, yes, because I will tell you that Call of the Wild, 81% of the audience was over 25. Whoa. So that's, this I told you this movie was for the oldsters. And for and for people at home who think 25, that's young. No, it's 20, so old. 25 is so old. It's so old. It's it, disgusting to the movie industry. If, if Yeah. If you go into a pitch meeting in Hollywood and say the main people, the main demo for this movie is over 25s, they will kick you out. Oh, they they have the right to shoot on sight yeah. if someone comes into a studio pitching movies targeted at 26 year olds because a waste uh, a waste of time in Hollywood is an act of aggression. So yes. if you're wasting these uh, people's time that is an act of aggression and it's it, they're you know they're they're holding their own they they can shoot on sight yes 100 percent. but they're standing their ground yeah so this was but i was aghast at this because we i don't think in the history of the bo boys mm-hmm. have gotten i mean you know one of bo boys one of bo girls out there email us if we're incorrect gotten the number one movie incorrect well, we didn't get the number one movie incorrect. But, but Sonic saying, but, was number one. I know, but but during this weekend, right. there was a time when I thought RBO Bonafides are up in the air now. See, I never thought that. Well, you were you were in a fucking but, uh, hotel somewhere uh, doing God knows doing what, God, and we don't want to know. No, nobody wants to know. But I never thought that because even if Call of the Wild had finished first. I don't feel like our reputation would have been affected because something at that point I would have said the fix is in. So I was already prepared. I was already prepared to blame the uh, the money tabulation system, to blame the polls, to blame something. Well, here's the thing. I this was is ready a, to blame. This is so a it Disney, didn't matter. This is a Disney movie 
that they inherited from Fox. Right. And here's why this movie did well, or at least did better than we thought it was going to. We didn't know. We didn't know this information. This is shame on us. Mm This movie was forced onto the new Star Wars movie as a trailer. If you didn't, if you didn't play the Call of the Wild trailer in front of Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, they would uh, charge you money. Like, like oh, the, Mickey Mouse is showing up at Mi- your theater yeah. with a, with a gun and a, and a sack. Uh, Basically, yeah. Basically, they, yeah, you would get docked money for as a film, uh, like a theater, right? If you didn't show this, right? So this was in front of, you know, a bomb, but a movie that a lot of people saw, and a movie that a lot of old twenty-eight-year-old farts saw. So like, you had all these disgusting, decrepit, late twenties, early thirties, elderly people who saw Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, and they had to sit through the Call of the Wild trailer. And then, of course, when you're that old, when you're, you know, 31, you see you see a trailer. It's it's you're going to feel like you're obligated to go see it at some point. Yes. Because that's the way it was back in your day. You didn't have other entertainment options. You only had movies that you saw trailers for. But so this movie over indexed in Phoenix Orlando and Tampa. What is in common there? Old age homes. Old age Retirement homes. communities. Retirement communities. Right. Uh, th- those are where you have your over 25 retirement communities and, in places like Phoenix. And also theaters near graveyards. Because right. Because there were people clawing out of their graves to see this movie. Right. There are people who jumped into a grave thinking, I might as well. Yeah. You know, it's early enough. Save a little bit of money. Exactly. On health care. Right. So you, you dig out. You, you well, dig they're out. in there ringing the bell. Mm-hmm. They were in there ringing the bell, hoping someone would dig them up so that they could go see Call of the Wild. Let me out. I remember I, I dug myself into this after I already saw the Call of the Wild trailer before Star Wars. Let me out. Yeah. So this movie, but, but here's the question with yeah. this movie. Is it going to have any sort of legs? Because historically, older people who go to movies they they wait they wait on reviews they wait on on mm-hmm. uh, they they're not rushing to see the the movie but i do think that this is a movie that old people rushed out to see and right. that's why it's front loaded it's rare to have a movie skewing so old and be front loaded right right because right. usually horror movies superhero movies, sci-fi movies, or movies that teens want to go see are front-loaded because they want to run out and tweet about it. Right. These people are going to be writing long, handwritten letters right. to their grandkids about this Civil movie. War style. You're going to get a lot of Civil War style letters about seeing Harrison Ford in Call of the Wild. That's their social media. That's the social media of it of an old twenty eight year old. And I know we're talking about this like it was the number one movie. It was not the number one. No, movie, it was okay? number two. But it it did perform way higher than it should have. But here's and by the thing: should have meaning it performed higher than we expected it to. And the budget was out of control. This movie's not going to make money. No. And we have a Doolittle situation. Obviously, not as dire as Doolittle in the sense that I don't think it cost one hundred and eighty million, but it was. It cost almost a hundred. Yeah, and that's a lot for a movie like this. And uh, it it okay, so this whole movie blows my mind. You have Harrison the movie is Harrison Ford hanging out with a dog in the woods. 
But not which, just any type of dog. It is a CGI-created dog. Well, that's what blows my mind, is if you just stick a regular dog with Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford gets his ba- big paycheck regardless. Great. But a dog should cost you barely anything. There's, uh, I see commercials for, for dogs in need on late-night cable every night. So if you're just a movie company and you go out and you grab one of these dogs, that costs you almost nothing. It costs you nothing. Why would you CGI something that is so plentiful as dogs? I read an article, and I regret reading this article, Mm -hmm. about how it was so great that this whole movie was CGI, basically. So I have not seen the movie. You have not seen the movie. Never will. Yeah. uh, There's no reason to. Uh, that we're, would young really at, date us. we're young at heart, so I don't want to be part of this old fart demo of Call of the Wild. Listen, I'm single, mm-hmm. okay, and I pay a lot of money on Tinder to not have my age shown. I'm in a theater coming out of Call of the Wild. You think a 23-year-old girl is going to look at me? Right. Of course not. Of course not. So here's the thing. She's going to see Gretel and Hansel. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so we – so – they CGI'd almost all the backdrop, too. Okay. So they didn't want to hurt animals, and they didn't want to hurt the environment. Okay. So they're, this is- They only wanted to hurt- Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, that's the thing. is like they dragged this old man. Mm-hmm. They took a check and put it on a string, and they brought him to a green screen studio. Well, they put a check, and they put it on like a green- uh, on a fishing wire with like a green ball, and mm-hmm. he was Harrison Ford acted opposite his check. This whole movie, yes, that's right. His check was covered in in tennis balls, yes, and it was moving around. And we had the actor who did this, which is the same gentleman who did. Uh, he's actually a prestigious kind of uh, mocap coach. Okay, but he also does mocap for Groot. Okay, so meaning he. He's the guy when you in see the Groot mocap move, suit. Okay. He's the guy in the mocap suit. So now he's a dog. Yeah. So okay. Terry Notary, he's done, and he's he's been a movement coach on a lot of movies like Planet of the Apes, uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, Incredible Hulk. All Could these. Could you imagine how much Hobbit. Harrison Ford hated this fucking guy? Well, Just he, had no respect for him. He was also Kong in Kong, Kong Skull Island, by the way. Still, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Is oh yeah. Because Harrison Ford hated being in the Star Wars movies. So when you see this guy showing up in a green suit on all fours barking like a dog. Yeah. It the only reason Harrison Ford didn't kick him down a flight of stairs is because they put Harrison Ford's check on this guy's head. Because and they're like that's the only check. Yeah. So you have to protect that check. Right. So when he's protecting that dog, he's protecting the check. Right. I think that I think that is really what happened. Mm-hmm. I I there is a Roger Ebert always used to say this that if uh, the making of a movie is more interesting than the movie, then you know it's a bad movie. That's mm-hmm. how we know Call of the Wild is a bad movie because I would love to see that footage. Yes, I'd love to see a documentary about the making of this. Movie. Of Harrison Ford almost killing a mocap actor, but holding back because his check was attached to it. So uh, the budget on Call of the Wild is 109 million dollars. That's way too much. So it's way too much. It's going to be very interesting when Disney has released all of those abandoned projects mm-hmm. and they can cut their losses and then just get to the IP generation, like generating the the Baffa Bobo kind of movies that we're used to them doing. Right. Though I will say, that, so this Call of the Wild 
like you said, was a movie that was set up at 20th Century Fox before, but it does feel very much like one of the C-brand Disney movies that come out every year. Like, they do things like this. You know, aside from the Marvel and Star Wars and the animation and the Pixar movies, you do get a couple of these, like, not Pete's Dragon, but Disney does nature stuff. Every once in a while, they put out like penguins a, and, and yeah, yeah. Here's a, a Bobo the Bear movie or something. But usually, those are movies that come out at planetariums or those, mm-hmm. uh, or they have them at the IMAX screens. Brother where, Bear, that's what. I mean. They well, Brother Bear was like fucking twenty years ago. I mean, was it 20 years yeah, ago? Brother, are you talking about a, that cartoon Brother Bear? Or what? No, no. They did a live-action Brother Bear. They did a Bears movie, I guess, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. They've done a Bears but movie. But what I'm saying is that those, I think that's a tax loophole. They have to right. create educational movies and release them in order to not pay other taxes. So that's when you see, like, Disney's Babies. Remember they did the movie about the Babies? Yeah, yeah, so that is definitely a tax write-off. Right, right, right. Okay, but yeah, this it doesn't feel this one doesn't feel totally out of the wheelhouse of Disney. But spending 105 million dollars on it is there was no way this was going to be worthwhile. Yes, the dog should have been a real shelter dog. I mean, that cuts the budget by a half. Right. So uh, anyway, not the number one movie, number no. two movie, Sonic the Hedgehog number one. Thank goodness when it overtook. Because of a strong Saturday, I texted you to make sure. I don't know if you were mid-coitus or what, mm-hmm. uh, but you were very excited. and You did text back very quickly because right. this was a huge. This is a huge deal. Made twenty six point three million, a cum of one oh six. I mean, give it up for Sonic. I was well. Here's my worry with the Sonic uh, film. We had talked about its triumph and how it had overcome the odds. And it would have been really sad if it didn't go back to back number one, because that really is you're you're a blip in history if you're a one week wonder. Right. The fact that it has two weeks at the top of the box office proves it's bona fides. Yes. It's not. I don't believe that it's going to be number one this week because. No, we've got I'll a pretty agree big with movie, you on that. Yeah. But that's OK. That's OK. Now, what we. So this was, again, a situation of. Like you said, it was going back and forth all weekend. Call the Wild is the old farts movie. Sonic is the youngsters movie. And the youngsters won. And the youngsters rallied on Saturday. Yeah, they heard. Yes. The kids, they they got that whisper of like Harrison Ford and this CGI dog are going to beat Sonic. Because this isn't an OK Boomer situation. This isn't OK Greatest Generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how dire, this is a... This is a bunch of people that should be dead already. Yes. Usurping the top of the box office. And as much as it doesn't mean I don't think the box office means as much to young kids as it does to us. But no, but I think but this I weekend think this showed proves it. That it. Yeah, I think this proves that they either are listening to this show mm-hmm. or it's just a cultural shift that we are riding the wave of. Yes. Because this show is going to be huge. Yes. And if you're the show, listen- our show that you're listening to, yeah. If you're listening to right now, if you're listening to us right now, you are on the cutting edge. Mm-hmm. You are on the cutting edge of culture, mm-hmm. and you should be proud of yourselves. So, and and you might be somebody who went and saw Sonic, right? And you saw it for the second time on Saturday because you're like. Sonic needs to win, and the B.O. Boys need to win, and, and our generation needs to win. We need to 
kick these old farts out of office and we need to kick these old farts out of box office. Yeah. So this makes me feel good about all upcoming elections. Yes. So Sonic number one. And climate change. This is this is like we're going to solve the box office and then we're going to solve climate change. Well, let's not get into politics. I think I'm all I'm saying is you got a Greta Thunberg situation here at the box all office. Right, there you go. There you go. You had to you had to bring up you had to you're bring ta- up Leo's new girlfriend. You're you're talking about being on the cutting edge and the youngest generation and you know that's that's where it's at. It's I guess she's a star then. Yeah, and she rallied the troops to go see Sonic on Saturday afternoon to bring up the BO so that Sonic would be number I'm one. I'm not on Twitter. I don't know if Greta tweeted about Sonic. If she did, then you know what? Good, Good for, for her. her. Number three, Birds of Prey. Now, this movie, we had it number two, and we were smoking something because it mm. only made $7 million. Yeah, this movie is 72. as 5, done as it gets. Yeah, 72.5 cum. Three weeks out, this is it's a, pretty much a disaster. Um, is there the, any chance the rebrand did not work? Too late. Oh, the rebrand. Well, we talked about that last too week. The rebrand. Late. Yeah, the rebrand. The rebrand would only mean something at this point if for like DVD and streaming, yes. maybe. But you can't rebrand the title of a movie. After it's come out in its theatrical run and expected to help the theatrical run. Yeah. Like this this rebrand might sell some Blu-rays. Yeah. Y- yeah. You're definitely trying to turn the Titanic around uh, if you are rebranding that late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Seven million. So this movie has. Do you think this movie has any chance of ever having a sequel or is the Harley Quinn no. as a movie property done? She is in Suicide Squad movies exclusively. And I don't think she's in the next Suicide Squad movie, so I she might be. They'll pop her or maybe they won't. At this point it's sort of like is it worth paying Robbie's, you know, quote? That's true. It is it is funny cuz when when a movie does so poorly like like this movie did the next day, the next day, like Monday or Tuesday of the after the opening, you see Margot Robbie's people uh, broadcasting like a big film that she's been attached to. Okay, we saw this happen with uh, with um, Elizabeth Banks when when Charlie's Angels bombed. You saw this big Deadline article the next uh, Monday, which was like Elizabeth Banks going to direct this movie. You know, it was it's really right. trying to say. I've got stuff in the pipeline. I'm fine. Give me another shot. Right, right. You know, it's over. I th- it's, so I it's feel like, like that's, do- that's Margot Robbie throwing in the towel and being like, we've got to release this news now so people are not worried about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they announce like Downey's going to be back as Iron Man for Black Widow I when still think Doolittle that, that, came out? I, I think that's conjecture. Okay. Because I'm not seeing that reported places. Because he's saying that he hung it up. He's saying he hung it up. He's saying he hung it up. That was before Doolittle, though, lost $90 million. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I'm going to vamp a little bit. So so, so Birds of Prey, though, is in its $70 million, so it's a movie that's going to top out under 90 domestic. It's it's a movie that I think that, that kind of number – is such a failure based on the hype going in. 
You know, if birds, yeah. of, if if Suicide Squad didn't exist, and Birds of Prey was like a more of an indie pr- level production, that was the first time we're seeing Harley Quinn on screen. Then I think a movie that makes around ninety million would have been viewed as a success. The big problem was this was a movie that everyone, including the the people behind the movie itself, were like, "This is going to be a giant hit and make two hundred million dollars," and it didn't do that. Yeah, it was a tent pole. It was a tent pole, and, yeah. and the and the tent fell. Yeah, and that's not good because then you can't see. Yeah, and I think they're trying to retroactively frame it as like, "Oh, this was a small property," and it's like a quirky movie and it's like that's not that's not how it was presented no no this was supposed to be a mainstream hit it was supposed to be their deadpool it was supposed to Mm -hmm. be dc's deadpool Mm -hmm. Uh, now i am seeing this is according to indie wire that deadline broke that he's gonna be in black widow i don't know if this is correct or not When, when was that article dated this article was dated september 16th I'm telling you, yeah, I think I think Downey is going. Oh, I mean, if Deadline is saying it, then it's true. Okay, I mean they're in the pocket of Big Disney, so they should know, right? Uh, Anything else on Birds of Prey? I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. The the rebrand didn't work. The rating, the R rating, was a giant mistake. Mm-hmm. The character is not as big of a star as we all thought she was. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's much else to say about about yeah. this movie. It's going to start probably like completely falling off the map in the next few weeks. Well, we're going to talk about Invisible Man coming out, mm-hmm. which I think is a a movie that's skewing highly female because of the we'll talk about it when we get to it, but I think that's going to eat up any sort of yes. uh amount of people that would go see Harley Quinn at this yeah. point. Number 4, mm-hmm. which is a movie you did not have in, you did not have in your top 5. And I had no, at number five, Brahms, the boy too. Wow. Brahms but was four, five point nine million. So it's bombed. It bombed. Yeah, it's it's a disaster. But you know what fell completely out that we had both in our top five, Fantasy Island, Photograph. The photograph. photograph dropped, and we'll get to it. But it dropped precipitously, and wow. we did not expect that. Nobody went to see that movie after uh, after Valentine's Day. Wow, I'm surprised about that, but. Brahms, not much to talk about with Brahms, even though you had no faith in my boy. Okay. In the boy. Is Brahms the name of the boy? Brahms is the boy. Okay. I believe. Might be a problem with the marketing. Right. I heard, I was reading- Or is it like a product that they're advertising? Because like Brahms sounds like- An aftershave. Yes, yes. It sounds like this movie is co-funded by an aftershave company. Brahms presents, Brahms Aftershave presents The Boy 2. I Googled, is Brahms the boy? And I don't have definitive answers. How many of the results were of pornography? A lot. Yeah. All of them, actually. Yeah. Um, Yeah, my hard drive is filthy now. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I believe that Brahms is the boy. But a lot of the talk online was that they they were also confused with that and they didn't know is this a prequel? Is this a sequel? Even though it is the boy too, we were not sure when this takes place in the timeline of Brahms. Right, right. Did this happen before the last movie? 
Did it happen concurrently with the the movie? Is it a Saw situation where it happens five seconds after the first movie? Should Brahms the Boy 2 rebrand? Should it change its title next week? Because it's like Birds of Prey rebranded into a character colon situation. Well, Whereas you just removed Brahms. Two, maybe you so just you, you, Or you the just Boy say, 2 colon Brahms. Okay, so you're saying either just move it around yeah like the refrigerator magnet words right or the boy brahms too so you're saying yeah it had an opposite problem where you Mm -hmm. uh it 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 should have been just the boy too well here's the okay here is the the two situations birds of prey is a bad title because the thing that matters in that ip is the character harley quinn Mm -hmm. so the movie should have been called harley quinn yes within the boy the character of Brahms does not matter. So it should be called The Boy 2. The Boy 2. Only The Boy 2. Yeah. Because people saw The Boy. Yeah, but they don't know who Brahms was. But they don't know who Brahms is. So why are you leading with Brahms? The Boy is your IP. Because depending on how small your screen is, when you're looking at the title of a movie, it could be Brahms colon... And and you can't see the rest, and you're right. like, I'm not gonna see this. But then if you saw the boy two, you'd say, Oh, I saw the boy one. What's my boy Brahms up to? Right, exactly. Because then you would remember Brahms was the name. Yeah. Well, we have a little bit of better news at number five. Right. Because we're talking about some boys who are really getting it done at the at the movie theaters. We've got Bad Boys for Life. Made five point eight six million, almost overtaking the boy too. With a cum of one ninety one point one million, I mean, this is going to go to two. We've already talked about it. This it's is got a huge probably movie. two more weeks, and then it hits over two. I think so because there's not really anything crossing over with this movie. Uh, like the oldsters and the kids. Have their thing. I think Invisible Man is going to come in and and just yeah, it'll take a lot of it. Yeah, it'll take a lot of it. It's going to be buzzy. It's going to be young skewing. Yeah, it crosses over with the bad boys market. Yeah, but that's the market you want to hit. Yes, the under twenty five. Yes, urban under twenty fives. In but and by saying that I mean city dwelling. Yes, people of all. Colors and creeds, and creeds yeah, yeah, who are city dwelling. Urbane. Urbane is probably better. Uh, they're going to go see Invisible Man. Yeah. Number six, holding on by its fucking rotted fingernails, we've got 1917. Oh. Uh, 4.4 mil, 152 mil, cum, whatever. This movie's. It doesn't matter, didn't slowly. win Best Picture, and it, it it's a movie that doesn't matter anymore. Number seven, Fantasy Island. So this held better than Photograph. Which is, we both were surprised at that. But you know what? Thinking about it now, mm-hmm. it's still a horror movie. Yeah. And that was, uh, the Photograph was a romantic movie. And after Valentine's Day, you're still going to see horror. You might not want to see love. Right. And you most people probably had awful Valentine's Days. It, they either were in still in a long-term relationship that they wish they were no longer in, or they had an awful first date on Valentine's. They they want to see horror the week after Valentine's. Because there were so many people who were waiting to break up with their significant other till after Valentine's Day. Yes. So they went and they saw the photograph. And then right after they saw the photograph, they saw like a 9.30 showing. 
they walk out, it's midnight. Their significant other breaks up with them. That They're not going to go see the photograph again next week. Nope. And they're going to say, the photograph sucked. And people are going to be like, oh, it looked good. And they're like, no, trust me, it sucked. Because they just got dumped Because they just got dumped and everything sucks. You're right. So you're getting dumped people who are bad-mouthed in this movie. Yes. That's right. Most Valentine's dates go awfully. So anyone who took a Valentine's date to the photograph is only going to write terrible online reviews. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you read reviews on Amazon and they're not reviewing the product, reviewing the shipment method. Yes. And how slow it was or there was a wrinkle on the cover of this book or whatever they do. Right. That's not the that's not the fault of the product, that's the shipment. Right. Or a restaurant like a Yelp review where they don't review the food, they review the waiter at a restaurant. But even that has some sort of uh But you know, sometimes people just don't vibe. What I'm saying is like the, oh, waiter, yeah, like the, waiter, the waiter is like your date, and the food is the movie. So people go but on Yelp, and they're like, the waiter wasn't bad, and they didn't do anything good per se. It's just the vibes weren't there. Right. One star. Right. That's why Yelp shouldn't exist. Right. But yeah, you're right. That's why the photograph is going to fall, because it's all bad Valentine's dates. But $4.2 million. Uh, made twenty point one mil for this is the Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Okay. This is the Cume. Now we said the photograph was going to make more than Fantasy Island over time, and we're wrong about that too. Because Fantasy Island is at twenty mil, and so well, it's going to top out probably at like twenty five to thirty. It's probably it's not going to hit thirty. Uh, well, again, horror, visible man coming, and it's going to eat eat Fantasy Island's launch. Yes, Fantasy Island is kind of done now. Yeah, but. Number eight, Holdin' Tight, Parasite, a movie that is right now at $48.9 million. It made $3.1 million over the weekend. Uh, it's in a few IMAX screens, which is really fun. So Parasite getting IMAX screens, I mean, I don't want to make it feel like we're piling on Birds of Prey. Because, again, it's a movie that we wanted oh, to do really well. If Birds of Prey is doing well, Parasite doesn't have room for those IMAX screens. 100%. They like, had IMAX screens to spare because of Birds of Prey. Yes. This is a situation where IMAX was like, we can't keep Birds of Prey in these theaters. We're losing money by turning the lights on for these big IMAX screens with this movie. What else do you got? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that is definitely the case. Um but good for Parasite. I saw it again yesterday, my second time seeing it in the, in the movie theater. Did you see it in IMAX? I did not. But there was a lot of people at a Sunday night showing of a movie that came out in what? September in wow. theaters? October? Parasite's been out forever. So it is, it's now the fourth highest grossing foreign language international film at the domestic BO uh, behind. Now, number three is. Merrimax's Hero with 53.7 million. And that's a Jet Li action movie? I believe so. And then Life is Beautiful, another Oscar winner, 57.2 million. And then Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which made 128.1 million. That's, I think, going to be a, a, a hard so, uh, thing to beat. So the highest, it, it, there is an outside chance it passes Life is Beautiful. Which is at, at 57. 57. I mean, it could it could pass Hero. 
and and life is beautiful seems unreachable. It's not going to hit fifty eight million. Uh, I mean, we got onward coming soon. Like I get it's. I mean, and it, it, it depends Parasite's on. How- on demand, it's amazing that it's making as well, much as well, it is. Yeah, that's the big thing. It's, it's like on television now. Yeah, so uh, you, yeah, it's probably not going to reach those. Right, like Parasite is at the one blockbuster that's still open. Oh, oh yeah, uh, it's 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 bootlegged already. I mean, it's on the it, it's on the streets. Too. Yeah, yeah. I walk past my. That's how There's I know. There's blankets that have. Well, the, that's how I know how big of a cultural impact it's made. It's it's there on the blankets. Wow. So. One thing I'll say looking at that list of uh, all-time foreign uh, film grosses, I thought Life is Beautiful made way more domestic than $57 million. In my mind, it has a larger place in my mind's eye than that. Yeah, but I guess— I thought it made like $100 million domestic. I— I mean, I know it— I, It I, didn't, yeah. It didn't, yeah. but but it's— uh, yeah. Just a little surprising. I thought that was a bigger hit. Did you think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon made more or less? That I actually feel like I had pegged right around. I knew that yeah. was a hundred million dollar baby. Uh, Hero completely. Yeah, that I. I mean, two thousand two, which was kind of a weird time for movies, and I it wasn't really. I don't think I saw it. No, I don't think I saw it. I've seen all the rest of these though. Um, number nine. Mm-hmm. This movie Number just nine. keeps on going. Jumanji, the next level. Wow. So it's still in 2,000 plus theaters, right? Which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Made 3 million, down 45%. It's in its 11th week, made $311 million cube. Wow. It's just not going away. It is. It, this is amazing. I mean, it still hasn't made domestically what the first one did. But the first one was such a freak of nature. Yeah, it was such a phenomenon. The fact that this sequel has held its spot in the top ten for so long is just... I mean, this does show the superstar status of The Rock and... uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and Jack Black. And it shows... I would say it's also part of what... I know you're not a you. You're, you don't love the the multimedia social media ness of modern movie stardom, but you got to factor in the someone like The Rock and Kevin Hart having this giant presence on social media. Part of that also allows them to just keep reminding their fans this is still out. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have that direct reach where they could tell people. You know, I don't keep total track of what they're doing on Instagram, but maybe The Rock is like putting up photos of theaters that are still showing this movie. He might be, you know, just like posting uh, showtimes in different cities. To to be able to have people still going to a movie three months in, that's because the stars are telling them it's still out. Well, I follow, I subscribe to Jack Black's YouTube channel. That's the only one that I subscribe to, Jablinski Games. Okay. And even when he's not mentioning it on his videos, you go to the homepage and you see old videos that talk about Jumanji. Okay. So even when he's not talking about it directly in that video for that week, there's old videos that are available to you 
to to link to and then you're like oh i'm gonna see if this is still playing and then you watch it right so i do think that the social media does have an impact especially with the under 25s which is what they're aiming for right whereas harrison ford does not have a gaming channel like he harrison ford doesn't have a twitch channel where he's going to be able to inform people of where call of the wild is showing no but he has a weed cooking show does he really yeah medicinal weed cooking whoa yeah so he has got to be high all the time or else he is violent. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the – again, again, the, we want to see the behind-the-scenes footage of Call of the Wild. Yep. This is a movie that instead of like Cats where you – you know, how they fixed the special effects, I want to see this movie stripped of its special effects. You just want to see Harrison Ford and this mocap guy in a green screen room. Yes, that's right. I want to see this whole movie stripped of its visual effects. Do you do you remember when Wolverine Origins leaked online before the effects before were added. the effects were added in the end when he's fighting Ryan Reynolds Deadpool and it's just all lines and digital stuff. Yep. That was the best cut of that movie. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the movie that you re-release in theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's more interesting than the movie that was actually in theaters. Right. So good for you, Jumanji, next level. Maybe holding on still next week in the top 10, maybe number well, 10 what's next number week. 10? We'll see. What was number 10 this week? Photograph. So Jumanji will make more than Photograph next weekend. Yes. So it's really a matter of are there two new movies that will push two movies out of the top well, 10? Well, there's only one movie coming out really wide release movie coming out next week so, so should we so, go into next week oh well yeah so photograph 2.8 uh down 77 percent. that's an insane drop that's that insane sucks drop. uh 17.6 million cum- i cannot believe this movie was expensive to make but it's disappointing that it had no legs whatsoever right right but again Earlier in the episode, we talked about why the photograph. It was not the movie. It was circumstances surrounding the movie. Right. So that's your top ten. Let's talk about next week. And there's a big man on campus, and that man is invisible. Invisible man, Bloomhouse, like just reinventing this IP mm-hmm. in a very interesting way, starring Elizabeth Moss, Leah Wanell, directing, great director. Made Upgrade. A really amazing movie. If you haven't seen Upgrade, you got to watch Upgrade. And was the writer of like the the first handful of Saw movies. Definitely the first one. Yes. He is a very, very talented man. Uh, he, uh, this movie, I, I'm seeing everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing ads everywhere. I think I was watching some show online and every every ad that played between episodes was Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. It's tracking between 20 and 40. They're saying That's it's going to open at That 30. is a big uh, range. Yes. Box Office Pro saying 30, right? I am so shook now when it comes to horror movies because I've been really bad at picking what I think is going to do well and also these female centric movies in the sense that this movie has a strong undercurrent of um, like domestic violence and 
I don't even want to say it's not like girl power, but it's very f- female driven in the mm-hmm. sense that I think it's going to be well done. But there is a contingent of people who will automatically not see that movie because they're like narrow minded. They on... will push back because it's called Invisible Man, but Elizabeth Moss is the uh, is the star, and then also like it's making men seem bad, which is not the case, obviously, because if you know anything about storytelling, there needs to be a villain. And this villain just happens to be a psycho dude. Right. And that's something that a lot of people have can relate to. And it's being amplified in this way where what if your crazy, violent ex was able to be everywhere around you mm-hmm. and you couldn't tell anybody? So you think like there's going to be a a incels men's rights uh, contingent of the box office that is large enough to because I mean. But here's what we always fight with. Is that I always tell you that Twitter isn't the real world, right? And I believe that to be true. The but internet, right now you're you're bringing them into the real world. And, you're bringing the incels into the re, into the real world. And is it people like me, right? And you, right? That are propping up these opinions. Well, I'm going to say no because I think this is going to be way over the 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 tracking. I think this is a big. But for sure hit. as I said, you're still complicit in anything I say as a B.O. boy. Mm. As a B.O. boy, you're still you you don't necessarily agree with what I say, but you condone my right to say. It. Oh, I can't vouch for that. Well, that was the how I agreed to do this show. Okay. So that's this the spirit I'm working under. Yeah, but that's easier for you because I'm not going to say anything crazy. Well, but I mean, that's the thing, though, is like, you know, that's the push and pull. Right. Mm. I think we got to push that. Um, but here, so I know I can't pull that either. So you don't believe that there is a contingent that will not see this movie, and well, it matters. A, Does it matter? I enough? don't think it matters. Okay. I think there is a contingent that there are people who will be offended by and and will uh, purposely actively not see anything, especially nowadays. Uh-huh. So yes, there will be. A, uh, a a group of people out there who will be like, this is woman in lead role, man be bad, I can't support. Hashtag not my invisible man. Not my invisible <laughs> man. My invisible man is a hero. It is Chevy Chase it's from Chevy- Memoirs of the Invisible exactly. Man. Yes, I think you'll have a lot of incels and you'll have a lot of Chevy Chase fans who will ha- who will feel that they have to reject this movie. They will not see it. They will tweet angrily about it. Does Chase will... get in on this? Oh, Does Chase, Chase... got to catch in, and you can't fault him for a second. He wasn't. He's like, why wasn't I asked to do a cameo? Yes, I yes. could have been invisible. Yes, you you could have just paid me and just said I was in it. Exactly. Yes. So Chase has got to get involved. He's got to be. Jeffrey Chase has to be anti this movie, and we have to know that that is right yeah. for him to do that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there are uh, incels and Chevy Chase fans who will not see this movie. I don't think that affects the box office at all. Okay, good. I, mean, I don't so think it matters. Do you think the Joker fans come out for this? Oh, I don't know if the Joker fans come out. The true Joker fans, I think, only see Joker movies. Okay, so they're in hibernation. Now. Yeah. They're yeah. planning whatever they're planning for the next movie when it comes out. Yeah. So you think this is going to be a big hit? Yeah, because— we haven't had let's just look at horror. We haven't had a breakout big big horror sensation in a while. You know, like we have had these Would you horror... say since us? 
which is a movie God, that did well, be. but it's not as beloved. It's really not truly beloved. It can't be since us. There has to be a horror movie that we're overlooking because it's like something like the third Annabelle underperformed, but was a hit. Is there not been a giant horror hit in 2019? Is that possible? Well, it chapter what? two, but that was a, that was a movie An that underperformed. We've got us that came out. We've got um, let's see what else. Uh, Prom's the boy, Gretel and Hansel, Fantasy Island. Yeah, I mean, I'm a looking. A lot at- of underperformers, especially in 2020. So I think there are the Fangoria crowd is losing their minds. They got a burst, and I think they got a burst into these theaters for Invisible Man. You're right. They're chomping at the bit because, you know, they had scary stories to tell in the dark, which was a modest hit. Right. Ready or not, again, modest hit. Pet Cemetery, modest. Doctor Sleep, a bomb, a bomb, mega bomb. Annabelle comes home disappointed. Yeah, Doctor Sleep is one of those that we thought was a was it had to open big because it was big studio horror. So I think, and that's a movie that I saw and I did not dislike. Doctor Sleep. Yes, but I can see why it did not do well at the box office. I will say, Invisible Man is doing a good job in these trailers of giving you some big looks at scares and it's a great take it's a great take i think it's going to be a a great nexus of people who just want a horror movie people who are interested in seeing something to support the the, you know whatever the politics of, of the theme of this movie film fans because i think this is going to be good and well reviewed and elizabeth moss is someone who has indie critic prestige cred with her so i i think you're gonna get a movie that hits a lot of a lot of different angles Uh, but the main one is i think you just haven't had a breakout horror movie in a while and it's got to happen and this is people are itching for it yeah do you think this goes over 30 yes 100 percent over 30 i mean i think at this point do you think it hits 40 yes Okay. I think it hits 40. I think this is going to be – I think this has to have a really big opening weekend. Do you think it makes 45? I think it doesn't hit 50, but I think it does like 46 or 47. It's it's opening at 3,500 theaters. That's a lot. So that's a lot. It's being distributed by Universal, and they put a lot behind this. And like Universal- I'm saying, if you're online, you're seeing ads for this. And you – Universal and Blumhouse, they have a good track record in this general spot because this is Get Out spot a few years ago. Us opened a little later last year. I think it was like March. You know, and those are both movies that opened with huge opening weekends. So I think, what did did Get Out open at? Get Out actually probably only opened in the 30s now that I think of it. And just had crazy legs. Let me see. So, you know, to say Invisible Man, maybe my 45 is ambitious, but I think over 40. Maybe it's more like 42. Get Out opened at 33. Okay. And it opened in February, February 24th. So similarly. Yeah. 
Let's see what us opened at. So do we think Invisible Man will open at a higher number than Get Out did two years well, ago? I guess that's sort of the comp. It's the same point. It's the same basic opening weekend almost. Well, us opened at 71 million. Right. And but that, that was point. in March. But that's that's the thing. That's a known. That Jordan was really, Peele is a movie star director when I, us comes out. And I think that Get Out cemented the new wave of prestige horror in mm-hmm. the way conjuring in those movies set it up but i think when get out was such a massive hit it made going to see prestige horror movies cool and and these sort of like not just the prestige horror movies like you know the witch or uh midsommar it's like also the prestige horror that is a social commentary movie yes it, but also a popcorn movie yeah. And you're you're looking at something like Get Out being the Michael Jordan where it's laying the foundation and didn't make as much money, but then someone like Vin Baker can come along and make millions of dollars, you know, his first year and that's and that's because of Jordan. Right. Okay. So you're seeing you're seeing the reason why that only opened at 33 is because people didn't realize what they had yet. Right. And a movie like Invisible Man could make more than Get Out, but it's not going to make more than Us. Right. Because at that point, Us okay, is, so I'm he's say, making his money from Get Out. So I'm going to say Invisible Man is going to be over 40, but more like 42. I'm going to say 45. Okay. I'm going to go for it. Because you know what? I've been so sleeping on mm-hmm. this shit. This is my cut to shit moment. I'm going to stop being a coward. I'm going to go for it big time. That's great. And if I fail, you know what? That's on me. Love it. But if I, I love it. If, if I succeed, then the box office is healthy, and that's what we want. So you guys should all be rooting for me and rooting against Pat. So is there anything else opening this weekend? No. That is legitimately the only wide release, yes. Wow. Well, b- because I think they realize that this is a big-ish movie. Could you... This is like they're giving it the respect that they gave Birds of Prey, which is something that Birds of Prey didn't, you know, it didn't earn that respect. Could you do me a favor now? I just thought, before we are done, could you check uh, where did Downhill uh, finish this week? Do you have anything past the top ten, or that would be... Oh, I can go to the numbers okay. and check out the full week. We we usually don't break this out. It is a disaster, though, by the way. Downhill at number 13, down 69%. Whoa. It made, it's at $7.4 million. Total. Yep. Jeez. It is below Doolittle. And it made less than the Impractical Jokers movie that came out in limited release. Wow. We have not talked about that at all. What it opened the Impractical... in 357 theaters, Impractical Jokers. It made 7000 per theater for a $2.5 million gross. Now, Did they appear at all the theaters? Is that is this a situation where you, if you saw a screening, you also saw an Impractical It was Joker? like where, when Phil Collins took the helicopter from one, uh, when they when they did the uh, Live Aid, and okay. he went from like one to the other. Okay. Uh, like he went from Philadelphia to like LA or something. 
But Phil Collins what, is not one of the impractical jokers. Who knows if he's in this movie or not, but I do think that they did ferry them back and forth between all the theaters that opened on Staten Island. Right, right. And they were able to be in the theater pulling pranks. Right. And it probably... I mean, as much as I'm making fun of these guys, that's an impressive number. Oh, yeah. For the amount of theaters and the... I mean, 2.5 million, that's... That's good. Oh, this has to be super profitable. Oh, it, they it it probably cost them a hundred thousand dollars to make or something. Right. Maybe maybe cost a million. Right. So right now, are the Impractical Jokers a more surefire box office? I know where comedy, you're going. I know where you're going. Comedy draw than Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. I thought you were going. I thought you were going to the OGs, Jackass. No, of course the Impractical Jokers are are not. Uh, the new jackass. Okay, I mean, Impractical Jokers. Oh, it's a huge brand. Good for them. It's a huge brand. Yeah. I mean, they make millions of dollars. No, they're great. Just going on, uh, uh, they do those cruises. Yeah. Good for them. They build it from the ground up. So. They're making funny stuff sh- with their friends. Should they be should moving they have into all- movie stars and Will Ferrell be going into cruises? The Will Ferrell cruise would do a lot of money. If you had him, I'm, I'm on not their... a cruise guy, but I would consider it. I wouldn't end up going in the end. If he goes, if he does a cruise where he plays Ron Burgundy, he plays Ricky Bobby, mm-hmm. he plays one of the stepbrothers, he plays the cheerleaders. Yeah, he, tank or whatever from old school. Yes, he runs around naked, mm-hmm. screaming. That's a big cruise. Is that the biggest cruise of all time? No, but it's a big cruise. Okay. Um, Should the Impractical Jokers all have been in Downhill playing his part opposite mm. Julie Lou Dreyfus? So the the gag is that you see different ones in different scenes, but they're supposed to be playing the same person. And it's still and then at a the prank. end, it's a prank. Yeah, yeah. That's how you remake Force Majeure for American audiences. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That's what it should have been. It should have been in the Impractical Jokers all playing the husband in Downhill. But I mean, we have to. I mean, we have a very small sample size because this was New York and L.A. theaters. A lot of these are big markets, right? But I think the Impractical Jokers, real America likes the Impractical Jokers. Oh, for sure, because it's a Spike TV hit. True TV. True TV used to be Spike. Okay. Right? Didn't no True TV used to be Court TV, and then it was before that it was. I think just from court to true. Okay. There's already too much TV talk. But the Impractical Jokers are definitely a hit in the stacks, hit in real America. So when this goes wide, what what could this make? Could this top 10? Uh, okay, so that is, that's the it, final. Does that push? Does that push? Jumanji out of the top Jumanji 10. Jumanji out of the top 10. Do we know if Impractical Jokers is getting more theaters this weekend? I can look that up. So basically, the final question of this week is Jumanji, which is currently at number nine. You know uh, Invisible Man is coming in and going to push everything down a spot. Does Jumanji stay in the top ten at number ten, or do the Impractical Jokers expand into the top ten this week? That's such a great question, and I really wish that I... Or, you know, the other thing I could see is something like Fantasy Island falling out of the top ten this week. That's a movie that could, with a new horror movie coming in, could just completely fall off the cliff. Brahms the Boy 2 could fall out of the top ten. Oh, don't talk shit about my boy. 
Your boy Brahms. My boy Brahms. Let's see. Um, but, but Fantasy Island might fall out. So Jumanji might – Jumanji's probably going to still be in the top ten next week. God, I'm trying to find some sort of – It's very hard to find numbers on will a movie expand. Yeah, but we're the pros, so we should have this. Well, if – okay. Write to us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you are an exhibitor who is bringing Impractical Jokers into your theater next week. Let us know. So I guess it's saying here where I'm at right now, IndieWire, they're saying that the numbers were great. It made 2.6 around or 2.5 in 357 theaters. So that's like really great. And those are all coastal theaters, really? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Well, they, they really did a good job of uh, it. They did. Uh, they did the right theaters. They picked the right theaters, right? right? So, twenty-five cities, and they probably hit the big city centers. It's saying that with the how good these numbers, theaters are going to be clamoring for expansion. So, you're going to see this movie platform up. So, it might get into the top ten. It might hit number ten next. Well, here's what we'll say: It might not be next weekend. Yeah. But when it, it when it expands into a thousand theaters, it's going to make the top ten. Yes. And if that's next week, that's next week. Now, real quick, just looking at this uh, before we end, and I don't want to end on a bad note, but this is this is pretty bad for Kristen Stewart because she is just flopping on every single level. Level because her movie Seaberg, the Amazon movie, uh-huh. came out in theaters and had an anemic sixty thousand dollar weekend per in three screen. Theater. It was three theaters. It, sixty thousand dollars total total in three theaters and they're saying this is really anemic sixty thousand dollars on three theaters and it will expand wide nationally next friday or will it who knows i don't know who's who's given up parasite screens for that who's given up practical joke impractical joker screens for that right you're gonna run into a situation where seaberg thought it was getting a screen Boom, that was an impractical joke. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Kristen Stewart is going to be an interesting story to watch because huh. she is coming back, and now she can't even fall back on the these indie movies that were her bread and butter, which those were movies, some of those weren't supposed to be big hits, but I think this one is supposed to at least get some sort of notoriety. Right. And it's doing nothing, man. Right, right. It's a shame because I, like, I think she's a great actor. Of course. So we well, hate it. to end on a on a low note, but you yeah. know what? Next weekend, I think is going to be a big celebration because Invisible Man, forty five mil, forty five yeah. mil. I think it's going to bring horror back, and uh, the kids are going to love it. I I, I think next weekend is going to be a, a fun time. Yeah, we need a big hit. I mean, Sonic was great. Yeah, but we need we need this. Yeah, we need something new. Sonic's been Sonic was old is, news. Is old news. Yeah. Yeah. So. We did it, Pat. Yep. Where can they find us? Well, they could email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. No social. Just email us, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about it on the pod. Yeah. And then where can they give us money? Well, that you got to okay. tell me. Uh, Patreon, B.O. Boys, Patreon. So we need to pay the pod, Bean. Mm-hmm. So the Bean needs to be paid. We want Rolling by Limp Biscuit as our theme music. That's going to cost money. We want a Box Office Mojo Pro account. Yes. That costs money. Also, we've got the 
Ryan Johnson Suck at Star Wars ad, full page ad in Variety. That's a $10,000 a month tier. You can give to that. You'll be an exec producer Mm -hmm. on that ad. That is going to be something that we're not sure the font size is going to be. It depends on how many people we get on it. But get on there. Also, we will read your top tens, your top fives, your manifestos. Last Will and Testament. Yes. We We added that last week. uh, I'm also somebody who is a ordained minister, so I can marry you on the podcast. Over the phone. Over over the podcast. That's great. But everybody in attendance has to download the podcast separately. Yes. So if you have 500 people coming to your wedding and I'm officiating... That means that 500 downloads, I need to see 500 unique downloads from the same location. Right. Or, I, I don't know. There'll we'll be litigation. Figure it out. There'll be litigation. Yeah. Lawyers will be involved. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all those things you can do. Great. I love it. And thanks to our, uh, our current Patreon subscribers. We love oh, yeah. all of we you. We love all of you. Thank you for doing God's work. And uh, I think that's it. Until next time, we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.